This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. Today is Friday, August 11th, 2023, and I'm Natalia Castro from Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. This week, I am sitting down with our friends from the African American Federal Executives Association, or AFIA, to discuss their upcoming 19th Annual Leadership Development Workshop. This is one of the most engaging and inspiring events for federal leaders. And today, we'll give you an inside look into what attendees can expect. Let me start by introducing our guest from AFIA. First, we have National President Tyra Dent. Tyra is a retired FBSer who served in the public sector for more than 40 years across three cabinet-level agencies, including as Deputy Chief Human Capital Officer at the Department of Commerce. Welcome, Tyra. It's great to have you back on Fed Talk. Thank you, Natalia. It's good to be back. Next, we have Afia's Vice President, Rachel Torres. Rachel is a current senior executive at the Department of Labor. Throughout her career, Rachel has received recognition for her leadership at both the agency and departmental levels, including numerous Secretary's Exceptional Achievement Awards. In 2019, Rachel received the DOL Distinguished Career Service Award. Welcome, Rachel. It's great to have you on again. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I love this program. It's so fun to highlight the great work going on across the federal community. AFIA is a member of our Fed Forum, which is a partnership of like-minded organizations representing the federal community housed in our Fed Manager newsletter. And your content is always so relevant, so modern, really ahead of the curve, talking about critical issues in the federal community. And I I've enjoyed reading it. I know our listeners enjoy reading it. And this leadership development workshop feels like the culmination of all of the work that you guys do throughout the year. And it is a lot. So we'll get into it shortly. To start off, I want to hear just a little bit about Athea for our listeners who may be new to the organization and don't know about its history and foundations. Tyra, can you tell us a little bit about the organization? Sure, happy to. So AFIA is uh, 20 plus years old, uh, founded in 2002. Uh, We exist to support the advancement and preparation of African-American senior managers into the senior executive service. And I'll just caveat right here, many may have recently seen a report from the Partnership of Public Service that specifically addressed the slow movement, I'll say, in diversity in the senior executive service. 
And that aligns precisely with the FIA's mission. So we really invest in our members through professional development, leadership development, training, mentoring, and a host of other opportunities to network and grow within their um, respective professions to prepare them to compete successfully for the senior executive service. That is so critical. You know, it's we have an extremely diverse federal workforce and it's phenomenal, but what really matters is that at decision-making tables and in the highest ranks, that diversity is also reflected. And so AFIA's mission is so important. And I know you partner with so many other organizations to make this mission a reality. And every time we hear about the kind of slow gains in diversity, I know that AFIA is working so hard behind the scenes to, to make that happen faster and to really get us there. It's incredible work and it's important work. Rachel, I wonder if you have anything to add about Afia's mission and their real framework for achieving that mission. So the real framework for achieving that mission is really geared towards the people who are working or doing it. Afia is made up of volunteer SESers who take time out of their, their own personal time to either coach, mentor, um, conduct webinars, conduct coffee talks, um, all part of the conference. So it is under this, you know, many of us who have gone through that process are taking the opportunity to pay it forward for the for the for, for the uh, upcoming new SESers. A lot of people don't realize that it's a volunteer-led organization because there is such a strong governance structure that you don't often see with volunteer-run organizations, but it really reflects the commitment that AFIA's members and the board of directors, they all have toward this mission. And it really is incredible. I I was looking on your website earlier today, afia.org for our listeners. And if you go to the events tab, there are just constantly things going on. You would never know that it's just volunteers stepping up to, to make this happen because there's always coffee talks, always webinars. It's really incredible. And then, of course, there's the Leadership Development Workshop. Uh, this is the 19th one. It's a, it's a really incredible event. And I want to talk a little bit about this year's theme, leading in a reimagined workplace. I don't think there's anyone who would hear that and not immediately understand how relevant it is in this year, 2023. I want to know how you guys landed on that theme um, and, and really what it took to, to create this idea and workshop? Actually, was not by accident. Uh, since the pandemic, quite frankly, we have um, been very thoughtful about um, identifying topics and themes that are very specific for the time that we were in. And so here we are in 2023 with our 19th annual leadership development workshop. Three years after the onset of the pandemic, uh, we went virtual for two years. We had a theme of empowered leadership. Um, and, and now with so much, um, I guess, change really, just no other way to say it, in the federal workspace and the world, it is everybody's um, effort now to just kind of reimagine how we're doing work. You know, I mean, from 
leading hybrid workforces, um, conducting performance in a, in a hybrid manner. Um, it really lent itself to um, just a very timely focus because agencies are really re-examining and, and just looking at how they can create a safe and, um, you know, I, I guess just physically safe and psychologically safe uh, and healthy organization. So it, it, it was pretty, it was, it was just natural. It wasn't an accident. It seemed very relevant. I think one of the points you just hit on that that's important to emphasize is that it's more than just creating a hybrid workforce, as we've heard so much about. It's it, Agencies are really put in a position right now where they're reconsidering organizational health and safety in a much broader perspective. And the reimagining is, is so much more than just integrating new technology. I, I know we'll talk about it a little bit later, but some of the sessions you guys have about navigating political polarization, intergenerational thinking, those really struck me as reimagining the workforce in, in a much broader way than just this new hybrid kind of technology. And I really appreciate that the agenda focuses on this opportunity to reimagine in a very broad way. It's, it's reassessing policies from the beginning of someone's career all the way to the end. Rachel, I see you nodding your head. Do you have anything to add? I do. I am nodding my head because I think three years ago we were forced to go virtual. Mm -hmm. um, we had, um, even though telework has been in, had been in place for a number of years, but it was still wasn't always well, well received. And in March, 2020, it happened and there were no choice. We had no choice. Everybody went, uh, went, went, went remote and started to, to identify, okay, what are my challenges? Yes, some, some, some individuals um, transitioned very well, but others still had challenges because they used to having that interaction, that physical interaction on a daily basis with others. So looking at the looking at moving forward now, we do recognize that there's an opportunity to actually let, learn from what what has what has happened during those 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 two to three years with the pandemic, where everyone was working from home, and and um, looking how do we enhance what we from from there, and also looking at you know building yourself like you you are competing now for your jobs without being face to face, um, you know adapting to having a supervisor who may be on the West Coast who starts three hours later than you than you do. Um, and also fighting, you know, you, I have to grow. I'm, I wanna lead, I wanna become a leader someday. How do I sell myself in a remote environment where I'm not, I'm not just walking to my, off, to, to, to my boss's office or going out for coffee or going for lunch for them to get to know me. And, and us as leaders, is how do we do that? How do we check on our staff? How do we ensure that our staff are, are being, or being um, productive, um, but at the same time, or feel feel empowered to do their work, and they feel engaged. They feel like if they understand that we have confidence in them, um, and do the periodic checks. So there's a lot that goes into that. We've received so many questions from folks about you know when we do our coffee talks and webinar where they address like, okay, how do I really make sure my staff? I have staff from 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 five states that are part of the part of the area that the different areas well 
how do I make sure that they still feel like a cohesive group? So that's where, as, as I said, it was, it was intentional. So we wanted to really build that as much as we can to make sure that we give everyone the tools to, to be able to lead in, in, in a new environment. Absolutely. It's so interesting how the pandemic forced people to get out of their comfort zone. And now really looking at that as an opportunity to, we're already outside our comfort zone. Let's see what else we can do better and how we can spread our wings and make these changes. I just want you, you hit the nail on the head here. I just wanted to say very briefly that this workshop is intended to ignite and spark engagement and action. It's an opportunity and a space for our attendees to come together and explore and and shape innovative strategies, solutions that promote collaboration, creativity, inclusiveness, uh, innovation, and motivation. So it's really that. We want to really stir up something in folks to come together to talk about. Absolutely. Sometimes you have to stir the pot a little if you really want to see change um, and you want to even just grow your own career and to get to that next level, you have to be willing to be a little uncomfortable and you guys make it such an inspiring moment for people. and, And I love that. We do have to stop here for a quick word from our sponsors. When we get back, we'll give you an inside look into the workshops agenda. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We'll be right back. Looking for more ways to stay informed on federal news? Every Tuesday, the Fed Manager Newsletter delivers completely free, straightforward news to the federal community. The Fed Manager Newsletter features top news stories affecting the federal workforce, legislative updates impacting pay and benefits, understandable summaries of court decisions written by leading federal employment attorneys, and columns from across the federal community. Subscribe today at FedManager.com. Brought to you by the law firm of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth, serving the federal community for 40 years. Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. One team working all three branches. Judicial, legislative, executive. Judicial. SB&R employment attorneys offer specialized legal representation for federal managers. Legislative. Lobbyists in government and public affairs advocating for corporate clients. Executive. Produces two free weekly newsletters, Fed Manager and Fed Agent. Shaw, Bransford, and Roth is your one destination for all three branches of government. Online at shawbransford.com. SB&R. Client-focused. Results-driven. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. I am here with AFIA President Tyra Dent and Vice President Rachel Torres. We are talking about the 19th Annual Leadership Development Workshop, this incredible event that AFIA hosts every year. And I want to hear from Tyra and Rachel about what you're most looking forward to in this year's event. So I get excited about the entire conference from day one to the end, to, to, the end, to be honest with you. Because there's so many, there's so many different activities throughout the entire conference that, you know, you can't really pinpoint one. We look, I mean, between the plenary session where we have key speakers like Stedman Graham, who's coming, who has, who's written so many, so many books on leadership, um, where we have breakout sessions and where we get to small groups, the awards luncheon, the it is one of my favorites actually, and don't forget the graduation. So I mean, I. There's, there's so many activity happening within the, that three-day period that, you know, you can't, you can't miss one of them, to be honest with you. It's like, you can't pick a day that I go, I'll go here and I go there. Um, so we, we are very excited that this is happening again. We look, we, we look forward to seeing um, all of our members and, and, and bringing in new 
folks who are not members as well to be exposed to exposing because it is open to the entire federal government. Tyra, I'll let you pick up from there. Well, thank you. And I agree with Rachel. Um, we really, really pack a powerful agenda together for our attendees experience. And so every day offers just a, a wealth of incredible insights and wisdoms from key uh, leaders in public and private sector. We try to have a very good blend so that we bring diverse perspectives to the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to put a plug in for listeners who are outside of the DMV. This is our second year hosting in a hybrid format. And so we do have the ability to receive you wherever you are. And we certainly encourage those in regional offices and field offices within the federal government to really go to our website, www.afia.org, and uh, look at the registration link and consider attending this year virtually. Um, back to the question of what excites me, it excites me to convene almost 300 and hopefully more this year federal senior leaders in one place for three whole days to really engage in some powerful, impactful, and motivating thought leadership, um, innovative ideas, practices, and strategies that our attendees are able to take right back to the workplace and implement or turn into actionable steps within their respective organization. One thing that always stuck out to me when I was looking at the agenda was just the wealth of networking opportunities, whether it's breakfast, whether it's in between sessions, there are so many opportunities to network with other leaders in the federal community, opportunities that, that most federal employees, especially with the onset of hybrid and remote work, might not have the opportunity to do. I'm curious, what do you guys see as the value in some of these opportunities? And for maybe an aspiring or a new federal leader who is a little nervous about networking, do you have any advice for them to, to be comfortable in these settings? Oh, absolutely. If you don't mind, Tyler, yeah, I just jump right point. in. Um, so here's the wonderful thing about, about this conference. Um, it, it's open for GS13s and above. So you do have those who aren't in, in, in management position and it also includes those who are in senior leadership positions. Um, many, very often what we found with our members when they've joined OFIA, um, when they have the opportunity to actually interact with a senior executive, it means the world to them because they, according to them, very often they indicate that they don't get that, that, that opportunity in the workplace, in their regular day-to-day -day, um, environment. So we are grateful for agencies to support this program and allow this and allow and, and cover the cost for for for, for um, federal employees to attend because it does give an opportunity to 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 be exposed to not just their you know others who who are in the same position as them but also the senior leaders and as to your question as to for new senior leaders it does give an opportunity to actually meet someone who's experienced who can mentor you or coach you. As you as you start the path in the senior in, in the senior executive area, which is one of the reasons why we have we have to, we set time aside for networking and communicating. One of the things that we do during the conference is we we do introduce all the senior leaders it's about and especially about uh, identify their background with agencies, and that resonates a lot with folks because they pick out oh this person has a finance background I'm in finance I want to know more 
um, let me let me let me talk to them um, after you know doing the network. So the networking session. So those that opportunity to do so is invaluable. And we're so excited that this is the second year that we are back in person um, so that folks can really, 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 really be, be, have the opportunity to do that. Tyra? Yeah, I again, I just resonate with all of that. And, and I would just add that in accordance with AFIA's mission to advance and support managers into the senior executive service, we subscribe to the five ECQs. And the enhanced networking opportunities at our workshop allow our attendees to at least make the first step at expanding their personal and professional network, building coalitions, connecting across agencies. You would be surprised how many people come to us and say, oh my gosh, I met six people from HUD or you know, five people from labor that they mm -hmm. never knew that they worked together, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's that part also, as Rachel mm -hmm. said, is really refreshing to know that we're bringing together people to network and move their careers along in that way. It creates such tangible benefits, like as you explained, connecting it to the ECQs, telling people the background of these SESers. It makes it so much more than just seeing someone across the room and maybe trying to wave them down, but it really creates that convening that Tyra talked about so that you can have tangible things that you take back to your agency, that you take back to your career development. I think it's so wonderful. One of the things Rachel mentioned was the award ceremony, the awards and scholarship ceremony. You have this wonderful luncheon every year. And Rachel, can you tell us a little bit more about what these awards are and how they came to be? Absolutely. So, and also with the scholarship, because I think the scholarship is very critical. One of the things that we do for our members is to provide them with the opportunity to actually receive training. Um, so they will, they, they, are, they have opportunity to apply for scholarships or either in a training that they would like to do offsite and that their agency was not able to pay for or apply to actually attend for the, attend the conference themselves, receive a scholarship to attend the conference. Um, so that has been really wonderful for our, for our members and that's something we feel that's very value, valuable for them. So what we do, we honor them during that time as well to let them know that we appreciate we, we appreciate them we support them and kudos for actually applying and, and receiving the, the, the these these scholarships but the other awards are very very critical because we really want to make sure that we acknowledge the phenomenal work that's being done to diversify the the senior executive uh, rank in the, within the federal government um, the evidence of ambassador what is the is, is our most um, prominent award that is it's given to um, um, seek either current or retired senior executive, both career or non-career um, um, ones. And it really identified those who have exemplified, you know, bringing, paying it forward, um, whether it's through their, their, their government community, they've served as, you know, they've done initiative that's really allowed the progression of African-American through the senior executive rank, and they've had a voice, a significant voice in it. So we wanna recognize those. Um, we also have the, um, the, the um, Tracy Pinson um, Trailblazer Award, where we have upcoming folks, I mean, they're on that path forward 
to to be um, to 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 reach a senior executive rank, and they're doing significant amount of work to make sure that we that that uh, one there's a representation, and then they themselves are building themselves to be to be well represented when they become senior senior executive. I'm going to stop there and pass on to Ty. Let her finish the talk on the awards. The two other awards that we present are uh, our Community Partner Award. And that speaks to, and you mentioned earlier, Natalia, our very strong relationship with our partners uh, and other associations and organizations that align with our mission. So, uh, and then we also present a Samuel C. Jones Mentor Award. And that is our newest award established last year in the memory of a longstanding member, uh, Samuel Jones, who um, passed away last year, was a colleague from the US Census Bureau and a longstanding AFIA member. Um, so we are very proud of these awards. As Rachel said, it allows us an opportunity to really spotlight individuals who are really, really contributing in an impactful way to the work of the federal government. The agenda, I wish we had a, a, you know, another half hour to talk about all the things that are packed into this agenda, from the awards and the scholarships to the fellowship graduation ceremony where you honor the fellows that AFIA has worked with. Just from beginning to end, there is so much camaraderie, so much inspiration, so many great panel discussions and sessions. It's really an incredible event. And I want to make sure that all of our listeners who are interested in attending either in person or virtually know how they can learn more. Tyra, where can people learn more about attending this leadership development workshop? Please visit our website at www.aafea.org. And the registration link is right there, top of page. And all of the agenda uh, three days are included there. And you can see just the, the diversity and the wealth of um, information that we hope to unpack during those three days. I'd also like to point out, and we didn't mention on day one, we're hosting a president's welcome reception. And that is open, obviously, to all attendees, but also senior executive service members who may not be able to get away for three days for the workshop to join us on Monday, September 18th from 4 to 6.30. And the conference itself convenes on Monday, September 18th through Wednesday, September 20th at the College Park Marriott Hotel and Conference Center in Hyattsville, Maryland. It's our second year there hybrid. We've been there before. So um, please, in person or virtual, um, we hope to see you all there. It's just outside DC. It's so easy to get to. And even if you can't get there, you can join virtually. There's really no reason not to attend the, this event. It's it's a it's a great time every year, and you're guaranteed to leave with those really tangible action items to, to move your career in the right direction. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for our show today. Tyra, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out AFEA.org to register for their annual leadership development training. Fed Talk is brought to you by the law firm of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Have a great weekend. 
Looking for more ways to stay informed on federal news? Every Tuesday, the Fed Manager Newsletter delivers completely free, straightforward news to the federal community. The Fed Manager Newsletter features top news stories affecting the federal workforce, legislative updates impacting pay and benefits, understandable summaries of court decisions written by leading federal employment attorneys, and columns from across the federal community. Subscribe today at FedManager.com. Brought to you by the law firm of Shaw, Bransford & Roth, serving the federal community for 40 years.